0: All right. Well, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I'll tell you, God is good and He gives us some really, really wonderful, wonderful things. You know, as so I was thinking about uh, Mother's Day message that I want to share with you this morning, I ran across some things that are kind of top five things that moms often instruct us in or help us with or what. And maybe some of these were your experience at home as well, but Uh, there could have been one or two times when you were growing up that you heard your mom say one or more of these things. And so I want to share them with you this morning. There's a great wisdom from moms. The title of the the message this morning is Lessons from a Mother. And so uh, I I want you to hear some of these things. Have you ever heard your mom or maybe your mom said to you that uh, someday your face will freeze like that? Have you ever had that kind of expression on your face? And and you got that message, uh, maybe it's a sour look. Uh, here's another one. If everyone jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? Uh, I mean, have you ever been challenged by that kind of thinking? Uh, maybe your mom said to you uh, that I'd never talk to my mother that way. So, so uh, you might have heard that. Or, or this one. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know is not an answer. Uh, got that sometimes. And then uh, maybe this one. It's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt, right? Uh, So those are some of those things, but there's one I didn't have included, but I really remember myself growing up is uh, my mom would sometimes say to us occasionally, why? Because I said so and that's why, (laughs) so I don't know if your mom ever said that, but uh, they were certainly in my household uh, one of the ultimate authorities of raising us and uh, giving us instruction. Turn your Bibles if you would this morning to John chapter 2. John chapter 2, I want to share with you the account of Scripture about the mother of Jesus and how she responded. And in her response to a, a crisis, uh, we can see some lessons that uh, she conveys to her life that are so wonderful, not only for mothers, by the way, but for fathers as well. Uh, but this morning we are focusing on Mother's because it is Mother's Day. And so she gives us some important lessons. You know, often it, it is in crisis times that really, uh, that we're communicated or the, the real important things are conveyed to us. Uh, we really see the true character, the true nature of things, right? Have you ever had one of those crisis times where uh, the, the things just came out? Uh, And uh, they uh, began to um, define the circumstances and situations. I remember uh, sometimes in my family's life when we had times that were difficult or crisis times. I remember uh, not only my dad, but my mother as well just being strong for us. Uh, She just uh, instinctively tried to protect the family and take care of everything and make everything right or put everything back on track. And I think that's the nature of mothers. That's what God builds in to mothers, that that nurturing aspect that they have and that God creates them with that wants to support and strengthen uh, everyone in times of crisis, all those that are around Him. And I think we see that in the life of Mary, Jesus' mom, uh, and I, and I want to uh, maybe draw out from that some of the things that are really important lessons for all of us today. Listen to what it says. John chapter 2 beginning to verse 1. Uh, it says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana, Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And now both Jesus and His disciples were invited to the wedding. When they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to Him, uh, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour is not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. And now there was set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some Out Now and take it to the master of the feast and they took it and when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it had come from both the servants who had drawn the water knew and the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him every man at the beginning sets out with the good wine and when the guests have well drunk the the inferior and you have kept the good wine until now. In the beginning of signs, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested His glory, and His disciples believed in Him. And after this, He went down to Capernaum. He, His mother, His brothers, His disciples, and they did not stay there many days. Bow with me if you wouldn't. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we're so thankful today for mothers. Lord, the way that You have empowered and created then the role and the calling that you placed on mothers' lives, Lord, is, is so impactful in all of our lives that we're all touched by our mothers. And Lord, I pray this morning as we look at uh, Mary and see her example, that, Father, we would be able to understand how that we might uh, see the, the need that we have as parents to be able to invest in this way in our, our children's lives. Father, teach us to your word today. Uh, convict us and call us to closer walk with you this morning. Father, we're going to thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as we begin to look at what Mary's response was to this crisis, and by the way, it really was a crisis, and I'll explain to you a little bit later why, but the impact that it could have had on this host family would could have been catastrophic in their community, and so it was a crisis. And So Mary's responding to this uh, in in the presence of not only Jesus but the disciples but all the those who are taking part in the celebration. Let me give you some things that I want you to understand or maybe focus on this morning about Mary and her response to this crisis, and that how they can be lessons that we teach as parents to our children. Uh, First of all, when we look at verse 3 and and realize that that she knows the importance of service. That when you see Mary's life, that she knows that that, uh, it's important to serve others. Uh, We need to realize that as parents as well, that we pass that on to our children. Uh, That this uh, mindset or this attitude or this calling of service is important. For our children to understand, especially in the church and the body of Christ, that we are called and saved to be servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's expectation as Christian parents is for, for you and I to pass down that understanding to our children of what it is to be a servant. Jesus said of Himself, He says, I've, I've come to, to serve and not to be served. Jesus said the greatest of all in His kingdom is is not the one who lords over people, but it's the one who serves people. And so it's critical to our relationship and our encouraging and our training and our bringing up of our kids to teach them about service and about serving. And so immediately Mary switched into her servant mode, right? You see that? Maybe your mom was like that. All of a sudden something comes along and and immediately she starts telling you what to get and what to gather up and what to get ready and where to take this and where to take that. And she goes in crisis mode and all of a sudden becomes a servant. You see, that's what God wants us to be is that when we see situations that need a response that we step up and we serve and we pass that on to our, our children as well. Let me give you some things about a servant that Mary exemplified here that we need certainly to pass on to our children. First of all, I want you to see with me that a servant is, is conscious of needs. Mary became conscious. Look at verse 3. It says, and, and when they had ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. So all of a sudden, Mary is looking and she sees this need. And all of a sudden, she begins to respond to the need. She says, there's something happening here and, and, and we need to do something about it. We need to step up. You know, that ought to be a call to every believer today. We ought to look out into our culture. We ought to see people outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. We ought to see those who are lost. And we ought to see that need and say, it's time that we step up and serve. We ought to involve our children in that very thing. You know, I thank God that not, not only did I have uh, physical parents, but I had some really good spiritual parents in my relationship with Jesus Christ when I first come to know Him as my personal Savior. And I really believe that that great relationship that I had of mentors and people in my life when I was first saved, that really helped lay the foundation for what God has allowed me to do all of my life in the ministry. And without that, I don't know if I would have been or chosen what I've chosen to do. And so we may not be physical parents, but we can certainly be spiritual encouragers and spiritual examples to our young people in the church today to teach them that service is critical and we ought to be conscious of people's needs and reach out and serve them. Now listen, the best way to learn is by example, isn't it? We example of what we do. You see that affirmation uh, uh, was extended uh, and, and, and ex- extended to who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Where did she go? She went to Jesus. So when we're teaching our kids how to be conscious of needs, and when we see those needs arrive, then, then by extension, what do we do? We, we point them to Jesus Christ. Our attitude, it helps establish the attitude of our children, doesn't it, when it comes to service? you see, we we live, we we're, we're constantly fighting as parents today not to allow our kids to be so self-absorbed and so inward focused that that they they discount everything and everybody around them people like that wind up being users and not servants and so what we do as parents is we we, we, we teach Him to be conscious of these needs and to reach out and to have the attitude of a servant. Availability also expresses that service, doesn't it? We make ourselves available. We look for those opportunities and then we example that through what we do uh, in, in our walk with Jesus Christ. Not only is a servant conscious of needs, but also a servant is courageous meeting those needs. Uh, You you know, think about, listen to verse 3. Again, the Bible says, And when they had ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Now, you notice Jesus' response. We might think he's a little bit terse, but uh, he says, What does your concern have to do with me, woman? (laughs) Or, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? You see, uh, Mary Mary was courageous. Uh, Jesus was an independent man. By this time, he was not under the authority of his mom anymore. As a matter, probably his father Joseph had already died. And so it was Jesus. And, and, and so for Mary to come to him in that kind of, uh, of, of, of situation, in that kind of circumstances, it, it was really kind of courageous on her part. And, and so you and I need to communicate that. They're our children. We need to teach them to be bold in their actions. We, we need to teach them not to be intimidated about, uh, about bringing their needs to God in, in, in critical times, or in any time as far as that matters. But to come with a sense of courage. You see young people today professing Jesus Christ as their personal Savior going out in the world that we live in today, they need Courage. Because they're facing a, 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 nod, a listen, it's not a headwind anymore, it's a hurricane. And they need to be courageous in what they're doing. They need to know that God is with them and He'll never leave them and He'll never forsake them. And they can go, go out with the confidence of God to, to be that courageous servant that God wants them to be. They need to re- We need to teach them to believe. And one of the ways that they learn how to believe is they see their mom and dad believing, trusting Jesus Christ, trusting His Word, taking a stand on on the Word of God, and and seeking God in in, in the Word to live out their lives. As we begin to do that, our kids are going to catch that courage and go out and do some. Bold things for the glory of Jesus Christ. A servant is certainly courageous and conscious, but also a servant is compassionate for the needs of people around him. Jesus said in verse 4, he says, listen, Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? Jesus acknowledged that Mary was concerned about the situation. He said, but what does your concern have to do with me? Well, the answer is really everything. Because uh, even though Jesus recognized her concern, He heard her appeal and He responded to it. You see, we have to be compassionate for others. Our children and others best see concern when it's lived out. When it's a part of our our daily experience. When it's a part of who we are and what we do daily. Some of the most powerful lessons that we can teach our kids are in some of the most simple acts of kindness that we do. And they see what their parents value. So one of the things that Mary knew, she knew the importance of service. As parents, we need to realize that same importance and communicate it to our kids. Let me give you a second thing. Not only did she know the importance of service, let me just say to you, she understood how to access the source. She knew how to get to the place where what she needed would be uh, uh, responded to, right? She went to Jesus. Jesus. You know, it, that's a simple lesson that we need to remember, is it? That when I have need, or when I have crisis, or even when things are going great, I, I need to access my source, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so she came to him with that need, and she says, they have no wine." Now listen, she recognized an authentic need. Look, here's the thing. Customs in those days were quite a bit different than ours are. To run out of food or wine at a celebration where you'd invited guests to would have been socially devastating. And one commentator says that it would have literally been a final bullet fence for the family. So not only would they have suffered socially, but they would have suffered financially for them to come to this place where they ran out of either food or drink for their guests. Now listen, in those days, that would have been catastrophic. You see, I liken to what it would be today if you'd been like having a meal at Garrison Baptist Church and run out of food. I mean, come on, that'd be the worst thing that ever happened. Some of you ladies say amen. I, you know that I, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you, you'd lay down your livelihood to go get food so we wouldn't run out of it here at one of our meals. Socially embarrassing. And so it certainly was something that was was, was very serious. and Mary says, look, She recognized that need. This family is going to be embarrassed. This family is going to hurt. This family is going to struggle because of this if something isn't done about it. How many times and how many families and lives do we see that we know that if this thing continues in their life that it's going to cause them great harm and trouble? Do we sit back and watch? Or do we reach out and help? Do we take... uh, a position where I really don't care it's not my problem or I'm not going to worry about it, it doesn't affect me and mine or are we really going to stretch out in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and reach out to him for their behalf and and, and help and, and recognize that need? You see we have to help our kids understand that as parents is that that it's, it's, it's our blessing. And our joy to reach out and help others. And so Mary reached out and she helped this family. How did she do that? By appealing to God. By by approaching the Lord Jesus Christ, she reached out because she recognized an authentic need. Let me tell you, there's all kinds of things in our world that are presented as needs, right? That really aren't. But what we have to do as parents is help our kids recognize what really is a need and maybe what really isn't. Let me give you a second thing also about this source is that she responded by asking for the need. What did she say to Jesus? She said, uh, She says, uh, Jesus, they have no wine. She responded to him and she asked for that need to be met. How important is it for our kids to see us asking and receiving from God the things that we need? You talk about a faith builder. It's when a family gathers and they begin to pray about an issue. Or they pray about something that's happening in their their family. Or they pray for another family that's having an issue or a hardship or going through a difficult thing. And and your family becomes intercessors for another family or your own family, and you begin to pray. And then all all of a sudden, God, through His grace and through His faithfulness, His reliability, He begins to meet that need. And now, your family comes back together and they begin to glorify Jesus Christ for meeting that need. What, What do they understand from that? They understand that God loves me, and that God cares about what's going on in my life, and that if I'll ask Him for those things, that, that, that God in His wisdom, will respond to those things, and, and He'll, He'll provide for me in those difficult times. And so what are we doing as parents? we're teaching our kids on? how to respond. It becomes a testimony of faith. It becomes a testimony to our faith of His faithfulness. That God is faithful. One of the greatest lessons that we can pass on to our kids that will serve them throughout their life is the knowledge that God is faithful. God is faithful. You know, you may not see that now. Or you may be in the middle of, of a place in your life well, you're not seeing it, but let me tell you, one day you'll see that faithfulness. Well, let me give you the third lesson. Not only did she know the importance of servants and understand the access to the source, but she believes in obedience to the Savior. That, that to be obedient to Him is important. And so what does she do? She passes that on to the servants in verse 5. His mother said to the servants, whatever He says to you, do it. What a simple statement, isn't it? Uh, whatever he says, you do it. Right? You know, listen, there's a lot of advice in that simple statement. As a matter of fact, o- obedience uh, is, is, is really outlined in, in the simple statement that Mary made to the servants. W- one of the things about obedience is, is that, that she says, in a sense, that it must be entire. She says, Whatever. You see, that's an inclusive word, isn't it? That, that whatever he says, do it. So, our obedience has to there's, there's no holding back when it comes to obedience. How many times do we want to do that, don't we? We, we want to carve out things and areas of our life that we really want to hold on to. And God says, be obedient to me. Right? And, and as, as, as parents, if we do that, then, then we're teaching our kids it's okay to not give your whole life to Jesus Christ, but you can give part of your life to Him, right? You, you, can, you can come to church some and not come to church some, or you can obey Him some or not obey Him some, or there's certain areas that you can be obedient to Him and other areas not be obedient to Him. Right? But yet obedience is, is entire. It's, it's all or none, really. Somebody said Jesus is Lord of all or He's not Lord at all. Uh, and, and so there's the entirety of obedience. So we want to teach that to our kids. She, she goes on to say whatever He says, right? Wh- whatever He says. You see, obedience must be exclusive. We must be obedient to the Lord, not to the culture around us, are not to the demands and desires of our minds and our hearts, but we're to be obedient to the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ as we understand Him revealing Himself to us through His Word. So now all of a sudden the Bible is a part of that sense of obedience to the Lord. It's our understanding of how to be obedient to Him. And and so, so... one of the great compelling challenges to us as parents today is how do I teach my child to be obedient to the Lord? Not to obey desires or not to obey whims or fashions or fads or whatever, or culture or whatever it might be, but to be obedient to the Lord. Listen, nothing or no one else died for you other than Jesus Christ. He laid down His life for you. We owe Him our obedience, and it should be exclusive to Him and to Him alone. How difficult is that, right? Well, also when it comes to obedience, Mary said, "What so uh, whatever He says, do it, do it, do it." You get that? Obedience is exact. It's not. There's not a substitution or a compromise. That we can make for obedience to God. No matter what God is calling you to do, it's obedience to Him. How often, we, how often do we try to deal with God? You ever try to deal with God? You know, Lord, I know you're telling me to do this, but how about if I, how about if I do something like that? Right? Many years ago, there's an old movie that Burt Reynolds started. The title of the movie was The End. And in the end, uh, Bert Reynolds tried to kill himself and he was way out in the ocean, jumped in the ocean and decides he's going to commit suicide and all of a sudden he rethinks that decision. He's looking and the, the land is really far away and he starts swimming. And he starts talking to God and negotiating with God and he says, Lord, if you'll only let me get back to the beach, I'll be, a, I'll be a better father, I'll be a better man, I'll be a better everything. And he's swimming and he's swimming. He's getting a little bit closer and he's throwing out more parts of this deal. And he says to God, I'll give you 50% of everything I made, Lord, if you'll, if you'll only make me a better swimmer. And so, I mean, he's swimming, he's swimming, getting closer and closer, gets a little bit closer. Lord, I said that 10% that I'm, I'm going to give you. If you'll only give me the strength to get back to the shore, and then by the time he makes it to the beach, he's down to zero. You see, we have to realize that our obedience to God has to be exact. We can't compromise when it comes to our obedience to Him. We can't deal and negotiate with God when it comes to obedience. We trust Him. And we obey Him in our lives. You know, as moms this morning, God has placed a great call for you to invest in your kids the understanding of what it means to serve the Lord. Let me tell you, one of the greatest ways that they can understand that the, the power and the importance of serving the Lord is to see you do it. Is to see you do it. Join you in it. We have to teach them about the Lord is the source of all of our needs that in Christ, He is our all in all. And we want to communicate to them the idea of following the Lord is the most important thing that we do. Jesus said, don't make converts, but make followers, make disciples. And so God has called us to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as parents, we're to to bring our kids up in a way that they can understand how to follow Him. And, and, and how to pursue Him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now you may, sit, you may think as a mom, so that's impossible. I, I, I don't know if I can do that. Well, look, God had not left you alone to do that. He's with you. He's given you His Spirit who lives in you. He's given you His Word as a guide. He's with you every day as a mom. Don't be discouraged. Don't be down. But trust Him. he'll give you what you need to follow him I know that every mom here this morning loves their child and you may be concerned and you may be worried well, let me tell you what Jesus Christ can give you the peace and the confidence for you to do what God's called you to do be that parent he wants you to be bow with me if you wouldn't let's pray